Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when the Apple event has no air tags. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Just one or two. Just for one For legal or two. reasons. Yeah, yeah. I should just add that to the <laughs> script at this point. You don't need to. We know it so well. Or I know it so well. Yeah. I, it's, it's like a nervous tick for me at this point. I can't, <laughs> I can't not say it. I know it's I know it's coming every time. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we like consistency here on on Dark Mode, the podcast that is Dark Mode. Nice job with the ice, by the way. I'm trying That's 100% going to pick up on the mics. I'm all right. I'm trying to I was trying to keep it away, but We're going to just like el- in elementary school, if you're going to bring ice, you have to bring enough to share for everyone <laughs> to have. Cuz now everyone listening is going to be jealous. If they're driving, they're going to like crash trying to get some ice or something. This is dangerous. I don't blame them. And so someone someone asked, "Do I drink ice?" Oh boy, do I ever! Oh I my love, gosh, I love my ice. We have we've had multiple arguments about this. Noah, when Noah has a glass of water, it's it's ice, and then water sort of fills in the gaps. Well, yeah, you fill it. You fill the glass with ice, and then you put water in what in the space. Is this what you said? You're right. Mm, you're wrong. Well, that's what I thing. do. Yeah, but what you do is incorrect. Well, that's. I mean, first of all, first of all, you crunch ice, which is bad for your teeth. That is, uh, that is absolutely That's objectively true. wrong. That is, that is true. And second of all, the purpose of the ice mm-hmm. is to cool the water. It's a purpose, but go on. So what's the, if it's a purpose, what's the other purpose? Well, first of all, I'd say if you just, and I, <laughs> I love how we get off topic immediately. <laughs> Instantaneously. But, but uh-huh. if you want to, if you want to keep the water co- colder and cold for longer, more ice. See, I don't necessarily know that I agree with that because, for one, I suppose, I mean, I guess you're right, but the problem is it impedes the drinking of the water because there's so much ice that you then have to wait to, for, for want of a better word, unlock more water. Like, y- you have to wait. It's like, it's like those gotcha games on the App Store that impose artificial timers to make you Wait or pay. Well, the amazing thing about a liquid is that it can flow through the cracks. No, but I just mean is because you've taken up so much real estate in the glass with ice, there's less liquefied and therefore drinkable water. I see. So you're saying you have to wait until the ice melts before you can have more water. Exactly. Like That's if I were to true. take if I were to take our normal size glass and do what I do, which is three or four ice cubes and then fill it with water, I can get like a good I don't know if I could quantify this seven sips. But it's not as cold. Seven to ten sips. It's very cold. Mm, I, mean, I, I would take easy sippage over very, very cold, but you have to wait 40 minutes to actually drink the rest of it any day of the week. Wow. Okay, we've now spent about three minutes talking about water. I think that's a new record for, for stalling. <laughs> Yeah, we can. Not really stalling, just distraction. I think we can get in. We can get into it for real. Yeah. Now. So, this this is going to be a weird episode. If you listen to Dark Mode on Tuesday nights or Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays, because <laughs> if you listen to this episode at any point during the week that's later than a Wednesday, realistically, or that's that's later than Tuesday at one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Uh, then you already know more than we do. So if you're here from the future, I suppose maybe it could be fun to, to listen back on how foolish we were before we knew what would happen. That's true. So that's, I mean, if, if, if it's Tuesday afternoon by the time you're listening to this, uh, don't. That's not very good advice when you want people to listen to their podcast. But apparently there's like a couple hundred people that listen to this like later in the week. So we've ruined it for them. <laughs> But basically, what we've got here for all the for all the all the chads that listen to this show on Mondays, or live, or live, those are all oh, those are super chads or mega chad. What's the meme? I don't Giga know. Giga chad. Giga chad. Somewhere in there. I don't Something know. like that. Oh, I see. Did you go to? And then there's Terra Chad and then Peta Chad. Oh, that's not what Peta I was chad. going for, but but yeah, that works. I like that. That's a tie-in. It's technology. Look at that. That's some advice right there. <laughs> 
Um, so we got ourselves an Apple event coming up, folks, on sure April twentieth, less than forty-eight hours from now, and holy moly, it's been an interesting week. More interesting than I thought. Uh, first of all, I called the date that we would hear about the Apple event in like mid-March. As soon as there was like that, you know the day where we were like, uh-oh, no March event? Yeah. I tweeted that same day, I like the sound of April 13. I tweeted that on like March 17th, and lo and behold. Was that for the, did you tweet, were you expecting that to be the announcement or the actual event? The announcement. Right. I mean, I didn't specify in the tweet, so you could argue that by lack of specificity, I got partial credit. You could make that argument. But either Something way, did happen. I'll give, I'll it give definitely you that. seemed like like this particular week in April made a lot of sense. And, and lo and behold, here we are. Now, this is going to be a fun one, folks, because initially, and by initially I mean five days ago, we thought that this was going to be the iPad Pro event, and that was pretty much it. Some people were saying, oh, maybe we'll get AirTags finally. Maybe we can finally shut the hell up about AirTags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because no one's going to care about them as soon as they happen. And then we thought, okay, maybe we'll see an Apple TV. That could be fun. Yeah. Maybe an iPad mini, but not even a redesigned iPad mini, just like a slightly less mini one with like a bigger <laughs> display and nothing else different. Yeah. And so, and I was excited regardless because number one, iPad Pros are really good. And I'd be interested to see, especially with mini LED, what's going to happen. And then number two, because I really enjoy just hanging out and doing Apple event coverage. It's a lot of fun. They could announce nothing in that entire time and it would still be fun. Yeah, just like if, if I get to see Craig, yeah, our old buddy Craig Federighi, every time he runs about and does his little thing, it's always entertaining, even if he doesn't say anything. Are we, we'll see him, right? Because what is he, the head of like software, iOS software? Is I think he's he macOS, but yeah. Oh, he's macOS. Are we going to see him then? I suppose if we're not doing any... Well, I guess that kind of gets to the crux of this, which is, are we going to get an iMac? Right. That's the big question. And that's, that, that was the thing that super quickly developed between, I would say, between Friday and yesterday afternoon. A whole bunch. A whole bunch of stuff just started falling into line <laughs> about this here iMac. All right. And it's really interesting. Now, I want to preface this by saying that the first clue that I only noticed was actually a clue retrospectively that we might get an iMac soon was when I bought the base model 2017 dual-core i5 iMac. That yep. thing was terrible. I had a, That was one of the most fun videos I've ever made. I filmed it in, a, in an afternoon, and then I packed the iMac up and returned it the next day. But that was such a fun video to make because that thing was a hunk of garbage. Indeed. And the fact that they still sell it is hilarious. Now, very quickly, about 48 hours after I uploaded that video, I got word from a viewer of the channel who has knowledge of Apple things. I won't say who. Um, and they basically said that people in Apple had seen my video, and were displeased that I had made it. I don't think they were... I didn't get a ton of information. I was like, were they mad at me, or were they just mad that I was drawing attention to it? I would say probably a combination of the both, given that I don't get Apple event invites when a lot of my other fellow tech YouTubers that focus on Apple do get those invites. Really? Yeah. Like who? For the virtual ones. Like uh, the Everyday Dad, Gary. He okay. gets all the invites. Huh. I don't get them. Really? Nope, nothing. Wow, they must Apple not like you. Apple has not acknowledged my existence in any official capacity. Beyond, um, like, I've been recognized getting, like, at Genius Bar appointments. Yeah. That That's about it. Also, a really funny, cool comment. <laughs> you, only, you have to watch live, because I can't repeat it, but... That's fun. Thank you. Um, so I received word that Apple was not pleased that I was drawing attention to this iMac. Mm -hmm. And as a component of that, the reason that they were not pleased is because the demise of that iMac is imminent. Makes sense. 
it makes sense. However, and that was my initial thought. I was like, well, it makes sense. I mean, they, sh they should have gotten rid of it a long time ago. Yeah. However, the fact that it's stuck around for this many years, and then for the demise to be imminent means that they're going to be replacing it with something, in my mind. Because when you think about the HomePod and the iMac Pro, those didn't necessarily need to have any sort of a real successor, right? The HomePod was kind of a failure, a little bit. Just a little bit of a failure. Yeah. And it, it certainly didn't sell very well. Commercially speaking, yes. Yes, exactly. I've never actually listened to one. I hear they sound very good. I've heard them in the Apple store before. So not, not it's the very best crowded and loud. Yes. Before pandemic, of course. Of course, of course. And then the iMac Pro also didn't really need a successor. It was a stopgap device from the start, right? It wasn't necessarily there to stay around, uh, especially now with uh, with Apple Silicon around the corner. I don't necessarily think you need that kind of a product when normal devices are now much more pro. Like the MacBook Air could be called the MacBook Air Pro, and it would it would be pretty accurate because it's very powerful for what it is. So. Those two products don't necessarily need to stick around. But the base model iMac, I don't see just going away without being replaced. So, I don't know. What do you think? Does that seem pretty compelling? That's. I mean, if they're going to... I guess they have, they have other ones that are more reasonable, right? I mean, I guess they're older. They're still, they're still older, you know, Intel stuff, whatever. Yeah. But not as bad. Maybe. The 27-inch iMac, I think, still has a little bit of utility. Like, I could see some edge cases where someone might want to buy a 27-inch iMac right now, an Intel one. Mostly uh, industry people or corporate people that might not be ready. If you're just, like, a person and you want an iMac, no. We've been saying this for a long time. No, please do mm -hmm. not buy any Intel iMacs right now. But for, I mean, I think the entire purpose for the 27-inch 20, iMac that came out last year was, was just kind of to, to, to be a stopgap, the last Intel thing for people that just have to stick on Intel for a little longer. Uh, maybe they want to really wait until software catches up with Apple Silicon. I mean... I've done that too. I skipped Catalina on my iMac Pro because I need that thing to be a total workhorse. It needs to go every single day. And my workflow was set up in such a way that there was one component that didn't really work on Catalina. Hmm. And also Catalina was super buggy and unstable. So I basically bypassed that and I stayed on Mojave up until like November of this year. So for that reason, I can understand why some people would want to stay on Intel but the the 21 inch iMac has no purpose. Even the even the newer ones, the better ones, were updated in 2019 most recently. So they're two years old. Um, but basically, all of this is to say, we very recently have received word that there could well be an iMac, an Apple Silicon iMac, at this event. And I've got some information unverified okay that could be of interest and, and i'd be very curious to see what people think in the chat here so i've what i heard was a 23 inch imac okay i know we've been sort of waffling between 23 and 24 what i heard from this source was 23 inch imac i also heard that it would be ridiculously thin 0.8 of an inch flat back Sounds very so the nice. whole thing is less than an inch yeah. on a 23-inch screen. That's pretty crazy. I don't know if it would be fanless. I would assume I, – I would guess no. I mean, it's got a lot of – if you're talking about a 23-inch screen with a flat back, there's a huge surface area for heat dissipation. So it's possible with an M1 chip that it could be fanless. However, it's also possible that Apple could try to, like, really – give some extra juice to that M1 and make it more powerful than the MacBook Pro and the, and the Mac Mini right now. But I think that's an interesting one. So it, it would basically be the exact same internals that we're used to, right? 
it, I think at this point, Apple is sort of simplifying their lineup a little bit. So all of the M1 devices have two USB-C Thunderbolt ports. All of them have, well, I suppose the Mac Mini has more other ports, but they all have the two USB-Cs. They all have either 8 or 16 gigabytes of RAM, and they all have the same storage configurations. So they're all basically the same computer in different shapes. Mm -hmm. This would be most likely the exact same situation, just in an iMac shape. And I'm intrigued. I think that's a really interesting product. What do you think? I could definitely... I could definitely... I mean, because like, if you think about it, so you're basically thinking it would be like taking a Mac Mini and putting it in an iMac form factor. Not like what you did, but... Correct. Like, actually. But, like, it would be... I mean, it's basically what I did. More... Yeah, basically. It's, I mean, it's almost identical. Really. Yeah. No <laughs> No difference at all. Yeah, not, none at all. So, yeah, basically it's going to be... It's going to be the, the iMac project, the iMac Mini that I did, but except it would be good... And most likely, you wouldn't have to take the screen off to access the power button. Well, has that been confirmed yet? That's true. We, we don't have we don't confirmation know. on that. It's possible. We have to say. We have to disclose. You know, We don't want to make any unfounded claims here. It's possible that you'll have to take the screen off to turn on the new iMac. Now, I am noticing in the chat here, some people are, are pushing back on this and saying, no one's going to buy that if it's not M1X. Why would they not have it... Uh, why would it not be M1X, essentially? My understanding of this leak is that if we are to get an iMac on Tuesday, it would not be a complete thing. So obviously, there are six configurations of iMac right now. You can choose from three 21.5-inch. There's the terrible, terrible thing, the, the 2017 thing with the 1080p screen. And then there's two configurations of the uh the 4k imac and then there's three configurations of the 5k 27 inch imac so basically what this information has been suggesting and this was from a number of people like mark german said would it be weird if the imac had basically the same processor as an ipad which is pretty obviously saying m1 right However, I don't think that would be the entire smaller size iMac. If I were to guess, the way it currently stands, there's the 1099 base iMac, and that's the terrible 2017 one. And then there's the 4K iMac that has better specs. And so there's like, I guess you could kind of phrase it as like, it's sort of a hidden gap in there. There's like a separation that's not like, in the identifier, sort of like a difference between the two and the four Thunderbolt port MacBook Pro. So just like in November, the two port MacBook Pro got M1, but the Intel one was still there. So I could foresee the base model iMac, just the 2017 one that I dumped on, getting replaced with M1X coming later. That's not crazy at all. It might sound weird because I think people tend to I think people tend to expect Apple to update things more universally, but they didn't do that with M1. I mean, the MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini both still have Intel versions of the same exact design and form factor available. So, this would basically be the same thing but with the iMac yeah, that's what I was going to say. So if, if this happened, I agree with you, but if this happens, this would follow basically, yeah, like you said, what happened with the MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini. There's still the, the higher uh, tier Intel versions available, and it's the base models that were replaced with the M1. We haven't seen the M1X yet, and if the rumor is only, if the only Mac rumor is the, is the iMac, then we're probably not going to get M1X yet because that's going to come... I don't know, WWDC with, a, seems with, right. the, with, the, with the MacBook Pros and, and whatever else. So it's probably going to be M1. In that case, it makes a lot of sense to get rid of that 1099, the one that you reviewed, and replace it. The one difference, though, the one thing that I'm hung up on here is in the case of the MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini, the design is 
uh, identical between the Intel and the M1. I think mm -hmm. the Mac Mini, the color changed or something, but... On the Mac Mini, they removed the space gray option for the M1. Okay. For no reason, really. Oh, so they just, okay, they removed the option. So, but yeah. otherwise, it's, it's, they're identical. Correct. This iMac that we're looking at is supposed to be completely different design, super thin, like you said. There's the colors that we can talk about, whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, that's the one thing is, are they, when they unveil a brand new redesigned iMac, is it going to be just this base model? And they're going to say, get, here's this fancy, shiny, you know, super cool new iMac but it's only the base model and there's really old ones that are like more expensive than it. Like with the design, that's the one place that I'm hung up on. I agree with you. However, I think again, the same is true with the M1. Like, so, so if you look at the M1, I'll take the MacBook Pro for example here. Okay. The same thing would be true for the Mac mini. Obviously the Apple Silicon version is better, but there is a more expensive 13-inch MacBook Pro that you can buy that has Intel that's less powerful. But it looks the same. And it looks exactly the same. Right. However, you could also make the, the argument the M1 iMac will, like all the other M1 devices, have 8 or 16 gigabytes of RAM. It'll ship with 256, 512, a terabyte. I think they have two terabytes. Whatever the same storage configurations are. Right. The Intel iMacs, you can put 64 gigs of RAM in. They're going to have... Actually, I think the 21.5-inch already just has two Thunderbolt ports. But, like, th there would be some really on-paper things where it would excel, arguably. Obviously, no one's going to buy those. Like, no one's buying four-port four MacBook Pros. Because we're, we're still in the midst of the transition. It's going to take a little while. But to me, that doesn't rule it out. The fact that you would have the more expensive device be the dated older one, because that's kind of what we already have with the MacBook Pro. I get what you're saying. About I agree design, with though. you, but I completely agree with that. The design is just the thing, and I think I think um, you know, obviously they they had a two year timeline uh, for making the switch, which is pretty pretty uh, narrow for mm -hmm. such a big switch for their entire Mac lineup. So, if, you know, they got to keep the ball rolling. They have M1 right now, you know, M1X, whatever else they're working on, they're working on it, right? But they have M1 now. They want to get an iMac out with M1 in it. It makes it makes total sense. I'm just wondering, is this, are they really going to do such a dramatic, a drastic new design with just this base model? And then, and then maybe the other ones come in a month or two, maybe. Uh, or are they going to do, what if they just took the exact same design that exists right now and stuck an M1 in it like they were doing for the other devices? I, so I would, I would see that as being possible if it weren't for the fact that I think the other devices, the MacBook Pro, the MacBook Air, the Mac Mini, were a little bit more recent, I guess. I mean, the Mac Mini is pretty old. The Mac Mini design is pretty ancient, but also the Mac Mini isn't a flagship product. It's a it's an entry level product. It's something that is bought by industry people, education markets. Uh, it's a great device, but it's not the flagship. Neither is a base model MacBook Pro. True. Also, it's worth noting that the MacBook Air design is is from 2018. The MacBook Pro design is from 2016. The iMac design is from 2012. That's true. So while those devices were holdovers, this is the start of a new generation. I think there's a, an interesting difference there. And it's also worth noting that Apple updated the base model. I think, I think one of the, the big confusions about this upgrade, and a lot of what you're saying has been what people have been saying to me on Twitter, so I'm glad that you've made these points, because a lot of people have been saying like, oh, well... Why, why, why would they update the base model and not the higher tier ones? Or why would they keep certain designs that are old and make new designs and it's weird? It's like, yes, it is weird because it's a transition. There's not really a clean way to do it True. without doing it all at once, which is obviously not feasible. But what I think is really important to keep in mind is that the previous devices were entry-level holdovers that are going to stick around when the more expensive redesigned versions come out. So for the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air, 
I don't think there's going to be a more expensive version of a MacBook Air for a while. Although there is that rumor of like a 15-inch MacBook Air, which I think would actually be pretty interesting. Um, but for the 13-inch MacBook Pro, when, when Apple transitions to a new generation of MacBook Pro, and they've done this a whole bunch of times, it's not at all unusual for them to keep around the old design generation in the first stages of that. They did that in 2012. They did that in 2016. If you think back to WWDC 2012, that's when the Retina MacBook Pro came out. And at the same time as the Retina 15-inch MacBook Pro came out, the Unibody mid-2012 15-inch came out. A lot of people, I was actually quite surprised. I mean, maybe it's because I watched that event and was obsessed with the Retina computer <laughs> when it came out. But a lot of people thought the Unibody came out first and then the Retina came out later. They were at the same exact event. If anything, actually, the Unibody came out later because it was like after the main <laughs> presentation. And then in October of 2012, they updated the 13-inch MacBook Pro with a Retina version, even though the Unibody had already gotten the same exact internal upgrade. Hmm. So, and then in 2016, the base model 13-inch 2016, like with the new design and the USB-C, that thing started at 1500 bucks, And they kept around the early 2015 at the base price. They kept mm -hmm. that for like a year. Or it, I think they kept it until summer of 2017 when there was the first like spec bump for that generation of MacBook Pro. But either way, the previous, the previous sort of generation usually sticks around. So that's not unusual for the MacBook Pro. It is unusual for the iMac because, I don't know, I just don't see them keeping the old design. I don't think, I don't think it would be event-worthy. If they were going to do that, I think this iMac would have come out in November. Interesting. No, uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Definitely, the iMac is definitely overdue mm -hmm. for, for a refresh and... I think I, I I'm 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 excited. I think it's kind of fun because we don't know if it's coming or not. If it comes, we're gonna be very pleasantly surprised, very excited. If it doesn't show up, I mean we'll be disappointed. But you I'm know, trying not we don't to know. say I'm trying not to bring disappointment into it because this was something that we didn't even know that we should expect. Yeah, like the thing you know what's weird that I just remembered is that Mark Gurman tweeted on like Tuesday. He was like. I can't remember what the exact tweet was, but it was something along the lines of don't get too excited about this mm -hmm. event. And then yesterday is like, hmm. So I don't know. Maybe this is just really, really, really new information. But either way, it's, I don't know. I just, I think it's different. I think it's different. I think this has some credibility. Um, and another thing that I just realized, actually, if you go back to November, what was the event about? In November? In November, yeah. Was that when they... <laughs> I'm so bad. Was that when they announced Apple Silicon? Yes. At first? But they didn't announce... That was when the, the products came out in November. Okay, okay. WWDC was when they announced right. that they were going to do the transition. Right, right. So that w the, November is where those products came out. But what was the event about? It's a trick question. <sighs> Uh, I'm, I can't read your mind right now. Dang it. Ah. It's cloudy. I was expecting you to say, oh, it was about the new Mac Mini, MacBook Air, and MacBook Pro. Well, I don't think it, there but was, it wasn't. Well, what else was there? Those were the only products, but that's not... The event was about the M1 chip. Okay. It was okay. not about the products that launched. That's my, that's my hypothesis there. They started that event by describing what the M1 was... And then they talked about, here's what we put it in. Right. That is not the same here. In that event, the M1 was the innovation. The Mac Mini, the MacBook Pro, and the MacBook Air were vessels for the main feature, which was the M1 chip. True. Now, we already have the M1 chip. So, for this iMac, the innovation is not the M1, but the design. And that's why I don't think it's just same design, pop an M1 in it. That's, I think that's pretty decent reasoning. 
that's that's yeah i didn't think about it like that but that's that is interesting we do have the m1 at this point so now they if they're gonna put it in there i feel like maybe put a design new design now we also have uh noah's mom is here wondering when when are you gonna get your mother a new imac yes she has been wanting a new imac for quite a while and i keep making her wait she i got her the we are we she got the um the m1 macbook air uh so i made her i made her wait for the macbook air because she had a she had the 11 inch macbook it was like air. a 2015 11 inch or something like that it was, yeah. i think it was older than that was it really i i don't remember i think it's pretty old but damn she did whatever so i made her wait for the macbook air and i'm still making her wait for the imac hopefully hopefully it happens hopefully not waiting too much longer hopefully it happens on tuesday <laughs> and yeah honestly and because you know what's interesting is that your mom actually has the original of this imac design yeah, was it was a 2012. The 2012, right? yeah. yeah. So she she was very good. She got the the very first, the latest and greatest of that generation, and then waited for the next generation, as many people do. Little did she know it would be nine years. Yeah, a bit 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 long. A bit long in the tooth that one is. Yes. But you know, you go and she didn't she didn't you know do any mid cycle upgrades. She we stuck we it didn't out. put an SSD in there about two fairly three years recently, ago. almost three years ago actually. No, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was like fall of 2018 that we put that SSD in. Seriously? Yeah. That's no. It was I'm not that long. Fairly ago. certain it was. It was fall of 2018 that we put the SSD in that thing. Time flies. That's really weird. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it got a lot better. That 5400 RPM hard drive that was <laughs> yeah. six years old was was not happy. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, it did last. It still arguably works. It, it works. It's not fast. It's not good. Yeah. It's fine. It's nine years old. What do you expect? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think she's going to have to wait too much longer. And honestly, I'm really relieved because I – so I, there were some people that were kind of disappointed about an M1 iMac. They were like, oh, well, I want M1X. It's like, well, first of all, you're going to get M1X. Don't worry about it. It's, it's going to happen. However, I think this is actually a really, really good thing. Because one of the things that I was thinking about when we were talking about this new generation, which we've been talking about for quite a while, so it's if it's not if it doesn't come on Tuesday, it's going to be here within two months of now, I think. It's pretty guaranteed at this point. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that was kind of making me nervous was when you look at the iMac configuration right now, the prices are actually not terrible. I mean, they were, or I should say they weren't terrible when they were current <laughs> hardware. Obviously, now they're very old hardware. But the base, the base iMac at $1,100, if it had good specs, would be a pretty compelling deal. The higher-end versions, when they came out in 2019, were pretty solid. Six, you were getting six-core processors. You were getting dedicated graphics. And they were priced at the same tiers as the 13-inch MacBook Pros, but they were a lot more powerful and had 4K displays. So pretty compelling. Now... The thing was, when you're talking about upgrading it to like this new design with better displays, a bigger display, 24-inch, crazy new design, M1X with a ton of horsepower, it was a little bit hard to see that starting at 1099. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit tricky to see that making sense. So this really, I think, completes the picture quite nicely. And in fact, I actually tweeted before we even had any concept of this, I hypothesized, and I'll see if I can pull up the tweet, maybe. Um, I guess it doesn't matter if you're listening to the show, but I basically made a mock-up of what I thought the the iMac like purchase page would look like. And I'm quite curious, actually, to see if it, if it ends up being right. I can read out what I wrote. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you remember this. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me find this. While you're finding it, I'll yeah. just say, um, I don't. Did people really think that the iMac was gonna just skip to the M1X and there was gonna be no M1 anywhere in the iMac? I don't know if I didn't think that. I, I don't, don't want to speak that. for the community. I don't. I didn't think that. I'll tell you. I, so I found it. Here's here's what I was kind of assuming. Okay. I I would not have guessed that the M1 iMac would come out first without an M1X at the same time. Okay. Because I thought that if they're going to do a big, crazy redesign, they would probably want to do a big, crazy processor too. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, to each their own, 
And by to each, I mean to Apple. Yes. So I made this little mock-up here. Whoops. I bumped my mic cable, so that's definitely loud. And that's completely blown out, so that doesn't really help for anyone who's watching or listening. <laughs> um, but basically, what I did was I took the exact three configurations that already exist, and I broke it down based on what they would end up being with Apple Silicon. And I think this is in, like, mid-March or something. And the base one that I have here is Apple M1 chip with 8-core CPU and 8-core GPU, 256 gigs of storage, 8 gigabytes of unified memory, two Thunderbolt ports, and I think I just made up some display. I think I just took... I So I put it as 4600 by 2880, which I think... If, if that ends up being true, then I'm going to lose my freaking mind because I can't remember exactly what I did for this, but I, I think what I did was I plugged in the pixel density of the 4K iMac and blew that up to a 23-inch 16 by 10 aspect ratio. Okay. I, actually, here I have it as 24-inch. So that's already probably wrong. <laughs> but if that ends up being the correct resolution by some complete long shot, then, you know, pff, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's resume worthy right there. Uh, so that was what I thought for the base model. And then I thought that above that, at $1299, you'd get an M1X chip with a 12-core CPU, 16-core GPU, and a 16-core neural engine. So same neural engine, twice the GPU cores, twice the performance cores, same efficiency cores in the M1X, 16 gigabytes of unified memory, 256 of storage, and then four Thunderbolt ports. And then I just said Retina XDR display. I was kind of assuming, like, I don't know, Currently, there's a difference in the display when you jump up between those, the base model and the 4K. So I was like, all right, maybe they'll do like a mini LED or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then the 1499 model was basically just, basically just the same thing, but with 512 gigabytes of storage instead. Fair enough. Now, the other thing that I was wrong about, I think, is I, like, we've, we've sort of hypothesized that this iMac was going to come in a whole bunch of colors, and that's been leaked absolutely insanely much by everyone all the reputable people so i'm pretty sure that's going to happen but i thought that it wouldn't be for the base m1 imac now it seems like it definitely will be so that i was probably wrong about but i think i think overall it's a pretty decent a pretty decent guess considering that this was made a month ago yeah i mean i guess if we're not getting the the m1x yet then you know, we'll we'll come back to that. But as far as the M1 guess, yeah, it sounds uh, sounds about right. If that display resolution <laughs> ends up being correct, or I, even I your math, I legitimately don't even know what's that. Whatever you whatever your math was, like even if it's a 23 inch and not a 24 inch, if your if your formula ends up let me just being see. Correct. I'm I'm just pulling up a pixel per inch calculator to see if if my deduction of my own math was correct. I'm literally reverse engineering my own <laughs> thing right now. 2880 on a 24-inch device. So that would be a pixel density of 226, which, yeah, that's that should be about the same as the pixel density of the 4K iMac. Uh, and most Retina displays on the Mac are about, tw uh, about 226. 2880 by 1800, that's the 15-inch MacBook Pro, which you've got over there. So that 15.6217 PPI, roughly roughly similar. So yeah, that, that, was, that was my guess. I, I would be very curious to see if that ends up being correct. Yeah, we'll find out, hopefully. Oh, interesting. Ooh. I've got some new information as we're speaking. Oh boy. For everyone who's watching here, I've got I've got new word from a source that I won't disclose with some potentially new iMac information. Now, this was something that I actually talked about with Sam Cole the other day from iUpdate. Uh, I would imagine that most people watching know who Sam is cuz similar genres. We we're, we're good friends. We talk a lot on Twitter. And he was throwing around the term iMac Air. Okay. What do you think about that? As the base model. Or yes. as a, a model to call it the iMac Air. Yeah, well, the one that we get on Tuesday, iMac Air. 
That would be interesting, because I guess the iMac... The iMac never really had different names. Like, I know they said, like, iMac with 4K display or iMac with 5K display or whatever. But there was never... I guess it was the iMac Pro. There was never... It was usually just... And the iMac Pro was even not for that long. So I think I think for, for, for the majority, it was really just the iMac. So if they're going to... If they're trying, I don't know if they're they're if they're bringing it in line with their other products and uh, and they do an iMac Air, I could, I could see it. I mean, the one thing is it's not portable at all, so it's not. Yeah. The Air, as far as light and as far as thinness, if you're talking about like less than an inch thicker or. Uh, it's definitely a stretch of the branding, yeah. You're whatever, right. but if you're talking about being super thin, uh, you know that could definitely fit in there. But if you're if you're talking about being super light, that obviously doesn't make a difference. So the, the information that I've just received literally as we've been podcasting was saying iMac Air with all of the colors and then an iMac Pro later with one color. So sort of reincarnating the iMac Pro nomenclature, but in a different way. Well, see, I thought when they got rid of the iMac Pro, I was surprised because I thought they were going to wait until they had a new iMac Pro before they got rid of the old one. Yeah. So I was thinking, then when they got rid of it, I'm like, okay, maybe they're done with the iMac Pro. Maybe they're not done with it. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think they weren't done with it, but they weren't going to replace it directly. Like, they, they're not done with the name, but the form will get reincarnated. That's what I think. If I were to make a guess, now this, this is not necessarily exactly the same. I, I believe what this person is saying or suggesting is iMac Air 24 inch and then iMac Pro 24 inch but thicker M1X better cooling maybe mm. dedicated graphics hopefully something like that what I could see is iMac Air base model M1 24 inch 1099 starting price then later maybe WWDC M1X iMac just normal iMac, 24-inch M1X, dedicated GPU, hopefully, I don't know, maybe, and then iMac Pro, 30-inch, bigger, more expensive. I suspect if Apple's going to bring back iMac Pro, they're probably going to bump up the prices. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. I think the iMac, the iMac has been at the same price brackets for, like, years now, years, and... It's also worth noting that it's been at this same price bracket for so many years that it's actually gotten cheaper because it's staying the same, but inflation happens. And so because it's been the same price for nine years, it's actually significantly cheaper than it used to be, if you think about it. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think if Apple brings back the pro name, that kind of gives them an excuse to bump up the price by a couple hundred bucks. I could see that. I don't know. That'll be That'll be very interesting to see what they go with for the naming also want to give a quick shout out to rt for the super chat he says you guys rock thank you do we also roll and i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> uh i i can't resist a pun okay i cannot do it people people in chat really do not like imac air an imac air of sorts would be terrible so just because of the name, it's terrible. Or or okay, you don't have to buy it. It's okay. <laughs> no one's buying you. Buy it. I don't think they'd do an iMac Air. It'd just be M1 iMac. I don't know about that. I I think I think iMac Air. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter because it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Whatever they call it is so, somewhat incidental at that point. Yeah. However, I I, I really don't think iMac Air is that far fetched. Especially given all the colors, because here's the thing: the i the Air nomenclature is sort of the Mac or now the iPad of the people. The iPad Air came out in 2013, and that was like making the iPad seem like more trendy and cool. The MacBook Air, well, the MacBook Air initially was ludicrously expensive, but yeah. for the past 10 years or so, the MacBook Air has been the entry level, affordable, attainable, fun device. You can get it in gold, you know, not as many colors as the iPad Air, but the iPad Air compared to the iPad Pro, right? You can get it in fun, cool colors. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. However, 
No, not however. Additionally, I, I didn't realize where I was going with that. Additionally, I think that I, I, I think that would work on the iPad on the iMac. Because people might want a fun desktop, especially now. A lot more people are using desktops or could use desktops True. with remote work and Zoom conferencing and stuff like that. And, you know, if it's eleven hundred bucks targeting people who don't frankly care that much what the processor has, but it's still pretty good. Fun, cool colors, super trendy design. That's a pretty winning product, I think. And actually, you know what? Ooh. I'm workshopping this now, literally out loud. So I saw some people saying that the that it would be like iMac Air and iMac Pro. Mm -hmm. In a way, couldn't you argue that they could almost precisely mirror the way the iPad is, is positioned? iPad Air... And then there's an iPad Pro 11-inch and an iPad Pro 12.9-inch. Okay. So if we just make this completely 100% analogous mm. and copy that over to the uh, to the iMac, I iPad Air A14, iPad Pro M1 or A14X. It, we're assuming we'll see that on Tuesday. Right. iMac Air M1 iMac Pro M1X. And then iPad Air comes in a 10.9 inch size. iPad Pro 11, 12.9. iMac Air comes in 23. iMac Pro 2430. With thinner bezels on the iMac. Wait, the iMac Air, or the, <laughs> the iPad Air is the same size as the iPad Pro, right? It is slightly smaller screen. The form factor is the same, but oh, it has okay. slightly thinner bezels, and it's like a 10.8 or a 10.9 inch compared to an 11 inch screen. Okay, so the footprint. So the footprint would be the same. Okay. But the iMac Air would have slightly thinner bezel or thicker bezels than the iMac Pro with a similar form factor, and then the iMac Pro would also have the more powerful processor, and then there would be a 30 inch version as well. So in that sense, I, mm, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. I kind of I could see it if they're doing if they're doing M1 in the iMac, which makes a lot of sense. Some people are saying in the comments that it doesn't make sense to them. I don't know. It makes sense to me. M1 saying that what doesn't make sense? That M1 in the in the iMac mm. doesn't make sense. I think it makes sense to me. So whatever. M1 and we're we're getting the rumors of all the colors. You know, we've seen Apple start with the with the base models first, and then they're gonna do the higher stuff uh later maybe dub dub maybe after that i don't know it makes a lot that really does make a lot of sense because it sounds all the rumors are saying that the, that we're basically going to see an imac version of the ipad air as far as the colors are concerned the fact that it's the base model um and if they're going to do a new design like the thing about the ipad air is that it has basically the same design or it has the same design as the ipad pro Slightly different, you know, face ID and, and colors and, and whatever else. But it's basically the same design. So if they're going to do a new design for the iMac Air or the iMac or whatever, they're going to use that same design or almost that same design on the rest of the iMacs. So, one, again, it's sort of the same thing. You have these two, you have, you have the Air and the Pro, pretty much the same design, slightly different. And, that, and that's, if we're getting a new iMac Air, new design, then it's going to be the same design on the Pro. So that's another thing that lines up. Makes a lot of sense. We've got here in the in the chat. We've got Ian Zelbo, who created a lot of the rumors that have, or not the, the rumors, the renders, I should say, mm. of these devices that have gotten a lot of us in the tech community very, very excited. If you haven't seen Ian, go look him up on Twitter. I don't know the Twitter handle off. I think it's at Renders by Ian. Yes, at Renders by Ian. Go check him out. He's got some absolutely insanely lustworthy renders of these things that are just going to make you be like, oh, man, I want to see that be real. Yeah. And hopefully we will. It's definitely, oh, man. I don't know. I we, We've been workshopping this. I think we've got some pretty good options, and I think a lot of them make sense. I think the mirroring the iPad Pro, I'm really liking that. That was something that we, we kind of just beat out like we, we we put the materials there we put the metal out we we, we both had our hammers and we <laughs> we hammered that out into a beautiful i don't know like a trellis or something yeah 
And I think it I think it works. I, I think can, it makes a lot of sense. I could say, I hope that's what happens. It would be cool if that actually turns out to be true. But it makes a lot of sense. Here's a question for you, Noah. Would you buy one? Would I buy the iMac Air or whatever the iMac is that they Because you've got a 2018 15-inch MacBook Pro. Correct. And you're not a huge fan of it. I'm fine I with mean, it. I it mean, does, it does it. It works. But you're not a huge fan of it in terms of – I mean, the keyboard, you've had issues. The battery life is not very good. The fans are really loud. Gets really, really hot. I think that would be, you know, that's that, that's a lot of drawbacks. <laughs> that, that's all true. And you use it all the time in a dock. So the big question is, do you even need a MacBook? Or could you survive with an iMac? I feel like, for me personally, I would go with a Mac Mini just because I already have a nice ultra-wide display. I feel like for a lot of people, like if you don't, if you have an old iMac, like you have an iMac right now, or you don't have, you if you don't have a nice monitor, the iMac is a great, um, is a great solution because the monitors are the, mo the the displays are really nice, right? So if you don't have a nice one, it makes a lot of sense for me personally. The the Mac Mini would make more sense, and I feel like. I don't know, because I do use my, my laptop docked very frequently, but like I have it here right now, and I was playing with it a little bit before. So I feel like just being able, just uh, the, the portability when I need it, I don't know if I would want to give that up. So I don't know, maybe you could sort of compromise and go for an M1X 14-inch MacBook Pro. I could see you using that pretty well, because for one... If you're using it, when you're doing all the power work, you're using it docked. Yeah, generally, yeah. So at that point, you're not necess you're not going to be hampered by the size of the screen when you're doing that sort of work because you're using an external screen. True. But when you do need it to be portable, you are aided by the fact that it's smaller and lighter and thinner. That is true. And, let's be real, it's going to be more powerful. I mean, that 15-inch MacBook Pro, which was over $3,000 with the Core i9 in 2018, is about on par with the MacBook Air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was in worse fact, than MacBook those Air, things I did. Yeah, you benchmarked it. To <laughs> inform everyone, in case anyone missed it, how did your $3,000 Core i9 MacBook Pro stack up against the lowly base model MacBook Air in your developer benchmarks yeah not 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 too hot there i did um i did like some software compilation i did a javascript benchmark did the standard like geekbench stuff and i did uh oh i did i trained a neural network as well because the m1 has the neural engine and it was it was it was fast the the the, the macbook air was faster at everything than than my pretty incredible my i9 and the i9 was, you know, fans were going. Yeah. It was making some, making a racket. Yeah. The MacBook Air was kind of chilling there. Literally chilling because it was cold. To yeah. The time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. I want to address a super chat, which has a very interesting question. Thoughts on a potential new keyboard and mouse design with the redesigned iMac? Ooh, I really I like hope. this. Because I, okay, first of all, I just want, I want to say, um, I want to say two things about this. First of all, why is the iMac keyboard never had a backlight mm. i don't understand that there's two keys that have no icon on them where the backlight keys are supposed to be that's true i don't under and it's 150 dollars if you buy that or 100 and the, the space gray for one's the 150 extended one with the yeah numpad. okay the extent fine okay so maybe the the smaller one's a little bit less but even the extended one doesn't have it i have a 150 dollar magic keyboard with the numpad the space gray one i didn't apple sent it to me Long story. That's a whole long story. One day we'll have to tell the story. I feel like on I, the podcast. I might have one time, but anyways, I have I have the 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 space gray magic keyboard, and it doesn't have a backlight, and I don't understand that. It's a hundred fifty dollar thing. It has a rechargeable battery inside of it. Why doesn't it have a backlight? Whatever. The second thing that I was gonna say is I really thought back in twenty sixteen and for a while I really thought that there was gonna be a magic keyboard with the touch bar and maybe even touch ID. I really thought that that I was going to happen. We, we had this conversation a whole bunch. Because, like, 
I don't, and I guess Apple kind of like they released the Touch Bar and then they kind of like, eh, they don't they don't seem to really care about it at all. But yeah, Touch whatever. ID though, absolutely. I mean, okay, here's here's, I'm gonna bring up, based on something that you've just said, okay. based on that Touch ID thing, I've got this is the keyboard. I'm holding up the normal keyboard that you get when you buy any iMac. Uh, you don't get it when you buy a Mac Mini, but you can buy it for a Mac Mini. It's just a normal one without the numpad. This thing costs 100 bucks if you want to buy this right now. No backlight, no touch ID. It's just a keyboard with a battery on it. It's $100. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a pretty nice keyboard, and it pairs super well, and it types pretty well. Nothing really special. Uh, I have a lot of these because sometimes when I buy a used Mac, sometimes they come with one of these keyboards, and it's honestly nice. It's like they're super easy. You plug them in by lightning, and they'll pair to that device, so you don't have to do, like, the whole Bluetooth thing and, like, get another mouse to pair a Bluetooth, a Magic Mouse, which I believe is $70, something like that. Let me double-check that. 79 So if you want, if you, if you buy a Mac Mini and you want to buy the standard keyboard and the standard mouse you're at 180 bucks i just wanted to see is the space gray one more yes yes it is, it is. the space gray magic mouse is a hundred dollars it's twenty dollars more for some paint yeah and the same for the keyboard that's another i don't yeah. i don't understand that make no no other apple product that i can think of charges, charges for more for the color yeah so don't stop doing that. Yeah. Put the backlight in. Put Touch ID in. You can put a Touch Bar in there if you want. I think we're getting we're moving away from the Touch yeah, Bar. Yeah. So they're not so going to do that. The, the Touch Bar is dead. Touch Bar is stupid. Good. What I have to say though, there's two other things that lead me to believe that the Magic Keyboard, as we know it, is not long for this world. Thing, the first. Is this one of them? Yes, but that's not the first one. Okay. Thing the first. The Option Key. Now, this particular one that I have in front of me is from a 2015 Mac, so it has the old option key, but you could buy a brand new 2020 iMac, and it will have the option key design from the 2017 Macs, not the one that was updated in 2018. Terrible. Unusable. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean. My point being that they didn't update it yes. for a reason, probably. But the biggest one is that if you purchase an iMac or a Magic Keyboard standalone, uh-huh. which please don't. It comes with an eject key Yeah. for a CD-ROM drive. <laughs> yes. It comes with an eject key. In 2021, no Mac has shipped, no new Mac has shipped with an actual drive for this to eject from since 2012. That's true. I mean, arguably you could say 2013 because they still sold the unibody in in 2012. But the point being, what in the world were they thinking? Why do they still have this? I know they sell the, the, um, the DVD drive. The super drive. They do sell that. I feel like it's niche really enough, though, d- that you could drag it and drag well, it to okay. eject rather than have a no, hardware no, I, button. No, I agree with you. I was going to say, they're like, rel- like you look at the buttons that are on this keyboard. Obviously, you know, the there's the standard typography, whatever. Just look at the top row, right? Mm-hmm. All the stuff that you see up there is, like, important stuff like volume, brightness, media controls, whatever, whatever. And then the eject key. Like, there aren't that many keys up at the top there. There's uh, 14 of them if you count the escape key, which I'm not going to count. There's 13 of those keys, right? For one of them to be the eject key is pretty dumb. So I could see, imagine a redesign, probably a mild one, because, I mean, it's a keyboard. How much designing can you do? Yeah. Uh, But basically, right now, as it stands, you've got your brightness keys, F1, F2, F3, you've got Mission Control, right? Is that what that's called? Yeah, or is that Expose? Expose. One of the two. I think it's Expose. Okay. And then you've got Launchpad for F4. F5 and F6 are blank. Hopefully they're going to put the backlight there. And then 7 through 9 are Rewind, Play, Pause, Fast Forward. And then you've got your Volume Controls for 10 through 12, and then the Eject Key. So picture this. A new, a slightly revised design... F5 and 6, which are currently blank, 
get replaced with backlight keys because this keyboard is backlit. Mm-hmm. Eject key gets replaced with touch ID. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. And they they make it a little bit thinner, right? Because the iMac the like on the MacBook Pro, the the function key row is 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 it still thinner than the other rows? On the MacBook Air, it is. Yes. On the MacBook Air, right? So I think so. Then they mm-hmm. make it thinner to to so that the Touch ID button is the right size. I I could see it. That's what I see. Because we haven't heard enough information to suggest that iMacs are going to get Face ID for some reason. They, I don't know why they wouldn't. They really should. That yeah, that's another one. We don't have time to get into that. Yeah. So wow, that we actually covered a lot of I think quite interesting and very specific details. Yeah. Down to the keys of the keyboard. It had better happen. That's I'm not, I don't even care about the iMac anymore. I just care oh, about yeah. the keyboard. That's yeah. all. That's all I want. You're just gonna pay $180 for the keyboard and mouse. I can't believe it's that expensive. That is so stupid. I believe oh it. gosh, Ian says. Imagine they bring the butterfly keyboard back. <laughs> Do not curse it into existence, please. <laughs> please no. Oh gosh. Well, to avoid jinxing it, we better end the podcast yes. immediately. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Have a good night. No, it's over. You can't say that. Oh.